and welcome to the Hales Owen Apostolic Church. Apostolic meaning what God says, not what man thinks. Please enjoy this teaching, and if you want more, visit the website at halesowenapostolicchurch.org. Good morning, and welcome again. Here we come to the, the, the meat of the day. You know, it's, it's, it's beautiful, isn't it? We've had the prayers, we've had, had worship songs, you know, we've had some guidance and some words of God already. So God is already feeding us with the bread of life. And that's what it is. This word is bread to us. It's, it, 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 it gives us the nourishment to, 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 to see and to do and for God to be able to reveal to us what he wants for us in this life. And it, it is truly amazing. You know, and, and Linda and I invariably look back at our lives and, you know, you know whenever we, we, we tend to get any sort of things that are going wrong, we look back to see what we used to be like. You know, we have... We have uh, 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 Aidan's brother on, the, on, on, on today again. So God bless you, Aidan. And, you know, it's important because he's seen what his sister was like. He's seen what his brother-in-law was like, you know. And so, you know, and we've seen him as well because guess what? We've grew up together for the last 40, 40 years. Oh, dear me. That sounds a long time. Praise God. Some of you aren't even 40 yet. Hallelujah. And so that's it. So it's important that, you know, we can see our progression. You know, but what's the most wonderful thing about God? We never get to the progression where we can't get any further. It's beautiful. There's always more. There's always more he wants to give. There's always more we can do. So this morning's uh, sermon, I've, I've, I've just simply termed this morning's sermon as um, follow me. So let me just get off that view. Praise God. Praise God. So follow me. Um, do you know it's 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 pretty simple, isn't it? This this follow me because um, that's what we that's what we have to do. You know, it's not no 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 big um, exegesis on every word in the Bible this morning. It's simply this follow me and that's what he said right at the beginning he turned around and said follow me and it's amazing it is amazing when we look at when we look at the bible and you know and see what happened people just got up and followed him they left what they were doing and they just their families their jobs you know their their money they just went and left and follow and follow Jesus. Isn't that isn't that incredible? And you know, how did they how did they have that faith right from that beginning? You know, we we don't know. But all we know is what we read, and and it tells us he, they just left. What did they see in Jesus? Was there some, you know, aura, some, 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 something around him, you know, that that, 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 you know, or was it just the simple fact that the Spirit of God dwelt in him fully, and when he spoke, he spoke with that same anointing that God wants to give us, with authority and with power, that affected even every fibre of their body, and he just said, "Follow me," and they got up 
and they followed him. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? You know, we we have to battle tooth and nail, you know, with ourselves to, to follow God. They just went and followed God. But you know, it, it, it did start, didn't it? It started with simple stuff, you know, that you know, a miraculous stuff when when God does call um, and he knows what he wants to do with us, and it's up to us to do what is is, is asked us to do. It started with John the Baptist in the New Testament. We did this on our on our Truth Revealed course and, and looked at it many, many times. John was one of the few that mentioned in the Bible that was called before he was even born. It's a specific calling upon his life. And his mom and dad, Elizabeth and Zacharias, knew what he was going to do as well. So they knew their son was called to be that one that was crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. He was the forerunner. He was the person that came to bring the coming of the, of the Messiah, the anointed one of God. And he knew, he knew the moment he seen Jesus who was walking to him, and he knew that when he seen him, he would know and he would have a sign. He was even told by God, there's a sign that the one who comes, he said, there will be a spirit, the spirit shall be sent like a dove, not a dove, like a dove. And we knew that Jesus received the spirit then. That was just to confirm who Jesus was. Amazing stuff. And next day, John uh, with, with two disciples and they, and they heard him. Sorry, on that day when Jesus came, um, John seen Jesus and he said, behold, the Lamb of God. He had two disciples with him. And what happened? Well, it began to explode then, isn't it? The two disciples that heard him, you know, one of them, one of them was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. What did he do? He knew this was the Messiah. Well, whatever it was, he knew this was Messiah, and he went straight back, straight back home, and, and, and told Simon Peter, his brother, and he told him and said, hey, look who I found. I found him, the one, the Messiah, he's here. You know, and that's the way it went straight away. They had this faith to go and tell people he's here. So, you know, the following day, Philip, you know, that, that was, you know, he, he said, follow, follow me. And what did he do? He went straight away and told Nathaniel. And Nathaniel came and, you know, the story story goes, I've seen you under a, under a fig tree, you know, and all this business. Jesus said, and he goes, well, that's incredible. And so he followed him. And it goes on, you know, in, in, in 1 John, telling us all about how many people that began to follow. And it carries on. And so it's so important. Just And this all started from follow me. Follow me. Isn't that amazing? And, you know, Luke 6, 12, 12 and 16, it's when Jesus called uh, the disciples. He called all the disciples. And we don't know how many it is. We know on the, on the day of Pentecost, there was approximately 120 disciples there. But from the people that came there, he chose 12, 12 to be his, 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 his group of people that was going to do the work that, that God wanted Jesus to come and start, and they were going to carry on the work that Jesus started. And of course, these were those 12 apostles that we, we can, we can re read about. And you know, and it was, those 12 uh, apostles stayed with him. 
they stayed with him and with others we know there were many more disciples of many people that jesus touched and he followed jesus for three and a half years that was the limit of jesus's ministry three and a half years and the 12 then would would heed all his teachings they would hear it they'd be learning it he kept repeating and going over. You can imagine him just keep going over all these things. Because don't forget, we've only got a flavor in the in the Gospels what he did. That's all that God says. That's enough for my, my for my people to learn exactly what I want them to learn to become the Christians that I want them to be, the kingdom people. So we know that. So there must have been tons of stuff they did as well and you know as they're walking along and sleeping and whatever else it is you know everything you know all this new life that they started and of course we know one of them was a traitor we know one of them was gonna was was, was just gonna turn and yet he knew so it just tells us doesn't it that you know that we have to be so careful we know there are going to be people that are just going to you know turn against god it's so important as well so it's a pretty incredible isn't it that you know we we we, we <laughs> lots of people say oh well god this and god god knows every little bit you know god gives us a choice and this is so important for all of us please do not rely on the things that other people say look in your bible god lets us choose which way we go so he wanted to go the way of being that traitor you know and we know whatever's in his heart you know no matter what we say god knew his heart and he knew that he would show uh, about the traitor and of course don't forget it was only by him being a traitor that allowed all these people to be able to capture him because you know simple jesus said, hey stop using the sword when they came he said don't you understand if this wasn't going to happen and if we didn't want it to happen i could just ask for 12 legions of angels to appear and they would protect me this is the plan of god like he's got a plan for each one of us so it was so important you know but it is incredible isn't it you know what happened to all those people what happened what happened if they were married? They had children, you know, you know, family, you know, and what happened to their jobs and what they were doing and, you know, their, their so-called earthly uh, careers. And yet again, we know that, you know, sometimes, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, God just plucks people out, you know, and just picks them and, and, and says, you know, that this is what you're going to do. Well, you know, I would have loved that, you know, God to, to say, right, I've selected you, Mark, before you were even born, and this is what I was going to get you to do. Well, I perhaps wouldn't have gone through the lifestyle that I had to go through to get me to understand that, you know, I do need to change in this life. You think about it, Isaiah, you know, prophet there, you know, Yahweh's salvation, that's what Isaiah means, I love it god saved god is salvation it's beautiful you know and he had that call and you know in that sixth year of isaiah i think he's in isaiah six in the sixth year of isaiah of, of, of um 
Uzziah's reign, you know, he had a vision and he's seen, he's seen the Lord high and lifted up in the temple, you know, and, and, and the angels were, were flying over the cherubims and the seraphims were flying over shouting, holy, holy, holy. And, you know, and Isaiah seen God on the throne, you know, and, you know, and, 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 and he felt guilt. He said, oh, oh me, of unclean lips, like, you know, I shouldn't be here in this holy place. And an angel flew across and took a coal from from the under the throne and he and he gave and he put it on his lips to cleanse him and he said you know because i'm of unclean lips you can't send me god and he touched him and he said send me send me and god then gave him the ministry what about Jeremiah's call? Jeremiah reminds me of, of nearly every single person um, upon the earth when, when God does come and tell us what he wants us to do. His first reaction, he goes, oh, no, not me. You know, don't call me. Who am I? And all the rest of it. I'm no, I can't do this and I can't do that. I can't speak. And, and oh, we go excuse after excuse after excuse. And then all of a sudden, you know, you could see God, you know, and I'll just paraphrase. I'll just be quiet. Just be quiet, Jeremiah. I'm going to be with you. Be bold and of courage. I'll, I'll deliver you in every single problem you've got. Just, just, just be quiet and, and trust me. Like, you know, and Jeremiah just went, okay, and look at him. They called him the weeping prophet. It's amazing. He hated the rich. He hated all the heathens getting rich. Well, don't we feel like that sometimes? <laughs> like, you know, oh, come on, God. Why are all these evil people getting rich? And, you know, and, and our church seems poor sometimes. You know, it, it's quite amazing. So they called, but he said this to Jeremiah. And it's beautiful. He said, I knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. So, you know, isn't that an incredible calling? Isn't that amazing? And of course, we know today, we know these scriptures. I mean, you know, in that same chapter of Jeremiah in verse 11, they says, hey, all of you, I know my plans that I have for you. They're not grievous, but they're good for your expected end. So he knows each one of us. He knows what he can do with us, you see. It's not who we are. It's not how great we are or how rich or how clever or how handsome or whatever else it is or how beautiful. It's none of that. He has a plan for who you are, where you are, and whatever he gives you is gonna enable you to do what he wants you to do. It doesn't have to be, you know, what, what the church will say, oh, this great revival and all that. It's just being a witness to God wherever we go. <sighs> Don't forget, at the beginning, all these people that first heard, heard the message of, of, of Jesus, all, these, these, the, the, all, all the apostles, the disciples, were all Jews. You know, the, all, all these all these original ones were all Jews, so they would have been having those scriptures. Because don't forget, it was that the Jews at that time they were taught from children. 
you know, the first thing that these their children was taught was not mummy and daddy, was hero Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. You know, can you imagine it? That's the first thing they taught their children to say. Isn't that incredible? You know, and that just shows you they were brought up to learn all what God had to say to them. And they, 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 you know, that's what they had to do. But these, these, think about these Jews now. That they were called. These, these apostles were called. And, and what? Look what happened to them. Look what they seen. They, they seen some of the most amazing things that the Old Testament people didn't see. They witnessed. They obeyed Jesus Christ as He taught them. And then. And then the most amazing spiritual day for all mankind happened after he taught them all that time. He told them to wait until they received the power from on high. And that's what happened. The baptism of the Holy Spirit was the most amazing turning point for all mankind to know that it's not about us. It's about this God that's going to give us some of the most amazing help that that man has ever had the baptism of the holy spirit and they hadn't been prepared for it he only told them once in the bible that you got to wait into jerusalem until you receive from the from the, uh, the power from on high he told john the baptist to preach you know that i'll baptize you in water but he who comes after me who i'm not worthy to tie the, the sandals of his shoes shall baptize you in the holy spirit you know what did what did that mean to <laughs> like it, they hadn't got they hadn't got a clue but guess what they did they obeyed they had no doubt they obeyed what he told them he told them you'll receive that power that i've told you about before which he did in in the end of in Luke 26, they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they all spoke with a different language, a miracle. And they all and, and they all received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, all received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And, 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 they, and they spoke in these languages, you know, as the spirit gave them utterance, not as man has decided, not as anything they have ever heard before. No, no other person had ever had this. And there they were receiving from God. What? faith they must have had that this is the messiah they spoke and like every time that anyone received the holy spirit in the book of acts the only book that where people get saved they all spoke with another tongue the power of the holy spirit evidenced with a speaking in a new tongue and then peter preached on that day in the power of the Holy Ghost, 3,000 baptized, devout Jews that believed this is the Messiah. This is a new covenant that God has been promising us from the very beginning, even since Abraham started the nation of Israel. The New Testament, the new agreement, and God will always be with us if we stay with him. And what does he ask us to do? Follow me. Follow me. Don't worry. They had doubt. They had fear. 
They were frightened. Uh, what about when they were in the boat in Galilee, you know, the, the, you know, and the storm come? They panicked. You know, Jesus, Jesus, don't you care? You know, what were you doing? And Jesus went, be still. The wind stopped and the sea became calm. They watched this, you know, and people say, well, we weren't there. We haven't seen this. It's irrelevant. He said, because he said, you who haven't seen and believe shall be blessed. That's us. You see, God has everything in order, everything in line for us to be those blessed people. <laughs> you know, when I read it, you know, and, and, and they said, they were terrified. They were terrified he was walking on the on the, on, the, on the water. You know, oh, look, look what's going on. Like, you know, you can imagine it, you know, and, and, and when he appeared in when he appeared him in the midst of them, like you know, they were affrighted, they were frightened. So, you know, fear's okay. But it's what we do with the fear. If we either collapse or we get through it and say, hey, this is the word of God. This is amazing. We have, who am I got to fear? The Bible says, who shall I fear? If I've got a God on my side, then who shall I fear? Isn't he greater than anything? Can't he defeat anything? <laughs> so they had doubt. And we know that from uh, lovely Thomas, where the doubting Thomas saying come from. And that's why it's okay. But we can't collapse to fear. Faith will always overcome fear. Well, they've seen it. They were there. They've seen it all. Those apostles seen what Jesus did, you know, absolutely. And this is why they followed him. And they began to live their life. And they did. They lived that life that he said, go out and preach the gospel. Go and teach and do all those things. Get people saved. Start churches. That's what the apostles did. And, and it's real. They've seen it. And they and then they carried on. And then, you know, and every single one of these carried on to death. You know, it makes me laugh. You know, we we get these retirement dates. They had no retirement. This is what they were called for to the end of their times, you know. And when we can look at it today and, and we can say, you know, that tradition and old, old writings of history, um, you know, have got lots of things about the apostles, uh, you know, and the, 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 historians and all the people have written that every 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 uh, apostle you know was died in faith and you know that they were killed and um, only john was the one that died of old age on patmos you know it's not quite sure but we we have you know certain things but that's it they preached this gospel to the end we we receive the same plan of salvation as the disciples did on that day. And the Lord does exactly the same to us when he says, follow me. And everyone who believes should follow, become saved and begin the kingdom God journey and learn from him, have the teachers and the people to be able to support our journey. But we today, a very different culture than they were then. Today, we're, we're bound in our cultural way of life, the way of the world. Our thoughts and our way of life 
is completely different for those people 2,000 years ago. None of us have been called to give up everything to follow to follow the Lord and you know and do what the apostles did and said okay we're called it's let's just see what happens disciples though they had the same thoughts as us you know the the major differences i see is is that these were the pioneers these were the people that god called to start this 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 new covenant this 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 new faith this new power of god for, for all these people they were entrusted by god not only to do that um but all for also to to write to write the, the the new testament from their experiences of growing churches and what's happening and why so we can see that this whatever happens within our churches within our lives you know god has written in that bible for us to understand there's a way out of everything and there's a way to to follow him so amazing but of course you know that <laughs> they were the apostles were everyday people you know they were everyday people you know we haven't, we haven't got you know super professors or kings or mega rich billionaires and um, there they were just everyday people and you know and that that should just fill us with you know with, with joy and hope you know we're everyday people you know and, it, and it's it's so important um and so while while they were there you know, all the romans and the greeks and everyone else was against especially the jews were against these people of the way you know and and all their intelligence and you know and all their working out would if you if those christians were to turn around at that beginning and said you know this is going to be the biggest religion in the roman empire they'd have laughed at them and thought they were crazy but you know within 300 years um it was the biggest it was the biggest religion in the roman empire and you know constantine in in the second century realized that uh, the power shift had gone from the natural um, to this re re religious way of life and tried to meld them that's where the council of nicaea come in when they started to this liturgy telling the churches of how they should say things and do things but it's amazing um those people who were against them did not experience what the disciples had experienced this born again experience which gave them the difference to be able to preach what god wanted them to preach but you know it's the same spirit it's the same god in the old testament and the new testament and we've only got to look back it's the same spirit that empowered abraham to do what he did you know and all the prophets it's the same spirit you know bezalel and all those people he empowered them with the gifts that they have to give it and god's trying to teach us exactly the same you know when we think about david king david you know that you know he was just a, a boy uh, when 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 god called him and you know and and, and samuel chose him out of the out of the family of jesse and jesse had many sons big strapping chaps and you know and and when um samuel kept seeing each one of his sons said no not this one and when they brought david out of the field the young shepherd boy that day samuel anointed him with oil 
And when that anointing of us all, it's the anointing of God. And it's the same spirit that entered David for him to be able to be that young man that he was, the one that, that stood against Goliath. And you know, and and slaughtered him. The one that says, you know, you know, your 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 God is of the heathen, but my God, you so you know, and in the power of his God, he defeated the giant Goliath. Amazing! It's the same spirit in us today that we've received, but the difference is, is the, it's definitely got to be the culture where that you know, what did they what did they do with their time? These people work. Family times, meal was a big time for them, you know, because what did they do? They had no TVs or cars or loads of things to do. But us, we're in, inundated every single day with messages from the world. And if we think about it, you know, when we, we know that the whole world is under the sway of the devil. TV. Papers, the internet, radio, adverts, oh dear me, books, magazines, even our education systems all over the world. It's 99.99% now of what man thinks. This is the philosophy and the culture of man. We ourselves, people in this world, are focused on what we can get, what we want to do what we are missing and what other people have. Always looking at things, always walking in the paths of temptation because they're there. We have so much temptation not to follow God, to spend time at anything else but God's calling and that ability to follow him. You know, if this world consumes us, and doesn't allow us that time for God. I believe that that day will come when we stand before God and he says, I do not know you. And my job as the pastor is to continually try to encourage and inspire, to reprove, rebuke, rebuke and instruct and correct in righteousness so that every person shall be fully furnished unto good works to feed you the word of God, to change your thinking, to change your actions, to change your speech, to change your giving, to change the way that we look at God so we can see him as this great, great God, an awesome God who can do all things. And that at the end of our life, and some of us are getting closer now than ever, just through age, that, you know, it doesn't finish here. That's our job, not just for me to you, but to you, to me, and to each other. We need to ensure that we've got time for God. Follow me, Jesus said. And they followed. Perhaps it was because they didn't have the vast array of worldly temptations and pressures that we have today. But when I look, when I read, see how people throughout church history have used what God has given them for the furtherance of the gospel. You know, 
we, we see simple things in England. Like there's a chap in tub called, is it Thomas Muller? George Muller, that was in Bristol. You know, he fed, he's seen, the, he's seen the destitution. He's seen so many orphans and kids begging in the streets of Bristol, starving. And he opened, opened a home to start taking them in. And within a few years, he had thousands, buildings with thousands of orphans off the streets who had no parents and that were lost. And he began to teach them the gospel. And do you know what he did? He wasn't rich. Every single day, day he began his day praying lord send me help to feed these children and if you ever read him you'll see that money came from everywhere people brought van loads of bread and food and clothing and incredible and all he did all the time he said let's pray let's pray but what was he doing he was doing the work of god he was teaching he was showing the love of god to these these destitute kids he was working all the time to get these people to see no matter what you feel about your mom and dad no matter what's happened in your life there is a god and he does want to help you see that's what god looks for but people who want to help what he wants us to do but when i look at some of the churches today and some of the christians about crying out to god you know in the bible it's always saying and they cried out to god in in where they were for god to come and deliver them and to and to you know and to move them along and all the way through the old testament you know the prophets were always saying that you know listen listen to what god asks you to do you do that and god will bless you you don't do it he can't bless you in the old testament he punished them so aren't we blessed today the only punishment he gives us is that he can't bless us. Our choice, our options, David said, said earlier. You know, we don't have to worry very much today, do we, for food, for shelter, or protection from our enemies. You know, we live in a, a democratic country. You know, no matter what goes on, we, you know, if we get sick, we don't have to worry about our health. People don't look after their health. If we get sick, all we do is go to the NHS and, you know, and, you know, just tell them they've got to look after us. We don't have enemies attacking us. Yeah, we have spiritual enemies. Don't, don't get me wrong. But, we, you know, we don't have invasions. We, you know, the only invasions we've had were, 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 were centuries ago, the, the Normans and the Vikings and stuff like that. It's, you know, we haven't had anything like that. So... We've got to be careful. We've got to be careful that we do worry about all these things and we don't need to. We, even in this country, if we don't work, it doesn't mean we, we, we starve. We have a system that allows us. So, you know, it's, it, it's important. And of course, we know there's people that use the system and, you know, and work for cash and you name it. There's, that's always been man, always making a way around things. But we, if we want to be lazy in this, in this country, we can. We don't have to, we don't have to study or work hard. You know, we can just go along in life and, and see how we will get by. You know, there's, there's people who do that. 
But we as Christians, we need to begin to rise up and challenge all these anti-Christ lobbies that this country are coming up with. You know, we need to write to our MPs. We need to, you know, say what on earth is going on. You know, don't forget what's happening. In this country, the Antichrist is here and he is doing his best to shut up the mouths of every Christian. Every single one that we can't say anything until we're banned, locked up, ridiculed and all the rest of it. So this is the this is the enemy. This is the devil's plan to shut up every good Christian from preaching this gospel. We become passive in our faith. And the majority of believers are preached a gospel which, you know, that the rest of the church world calls, you know, a soft gospel, a a compromise gospel. And we know that compromises in the seven churches in Revelations to say this is this is coming to go. They they don't believe in, in hell. Oh, they want to believe in heaven, but they don't believe in hell. You know, they come up with crazy man-made things like just say the printer's sinner's prayer and you're saved and all of this. You know, you don't have to be a second-class citizen in the church. We're all equal and all the rest of it. You know, but I know God has written this Bible and it's truth. And it's only by preaching this truth and following it shall we be free. But I tell you today, this gospel is still the same gospel that God gave the apostles at the very beginning. The same one that he sent Jesus down to die and preach for us. Men shall not live by bread alone. He's not by all this worldly stuff, but he's by every word of God that he's given us. That proceeds out of the mouth of God. The Bible, the word, the word is God. The word will set us free. It'll make us free. And that's why he's in Follow me. Learn of me. Tell people about me. Learn to teach and teach what you've got. No, I don't call the mighty and the kings. I call everyday people such as you and me. His word ne never changes. Today, it's the same. It's the same to all believers and in, in the same as it was when Jesus left the earth. Go preach. Go teach, he said. Go be, be my disciples. Be my witnesses. Be my, be my ambassadors. Be my salt. Be my light. Shine the light of the gospel, he said. Let people see your goodness. And no matter what they say against you, you know, when you're doing it, I'll bless you. If they mock you and persecute you, you you are blessed. We don't like it. We want to be nice to everyone and everyone. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. When and what we have and what we want to get is more important than following the Lord, beware. Because, you know, we can get it. We can get whatever we want. God does not need to help you. He says that, you know, that if we work hard, we'll reap the reward of our labor. But remember, please remember all of this. Jesus took the temptation. 
At the beginning of time, man failed in the temptation. Adam and Eve, they did all the things they should have done. They, you know, they, they listened to the devil and they went for their flesh. They went and, and ate. You know, that's the same as Jesus did when he says, Satan said, turn these um, stones to bread. Jesus refused. Adam and Eve did. When, he was, when they were tempted, when Adam and Eve were tempted with wisdom to be just like God, they, resist, they took the temptation. And therefore, that they were tempted and yet again by the lust of their eye. They could see how wise they'd be. But when, when Satan tried it with, 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 with Jesus, you know, said, look at all these kingdoms. I, I shall give you all these kingdoms, all the riches and everything else in them. And yet he refused. Adam and Eve succumbed to it. And of course, the end of it, you know, he says, well, throw yourself off the, off this mountain. He said, they shall not tempt, you know, off, off the temple. They shall not tempt the Lord thy God. And yet, Adam and Eve tempted God by disobeying them. Pride is another one. So where are we today? Are we embarrassed to tell people of our faith? I always remember my poor old wife um, saying to me, she's not going to go out and tell people. God doesn't tell her to do that, you know. And that afternoon she opened her Bible and this is what she opened the page to and it said, if you deny me, I shall deny you. The word is clear. It's so clear to God where every single one of us are today. And yet he tells us, look, look around you, look at the sin, look at the vileness of what's going on. And he says to us, look, the harvest is white. It's plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers. Today, Let's determine ourselves to follow Jesus more and begin to follow the worldly things less. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Father, just help us this day, Lord. Help us this day, Lord, to look at where we are and where we would like to be. And let's follow your plan and not always ours.